gorgeous souls welcome to the first episode of the me well-being podcast and i have one of my greatest friends as my first guest sabina she lives in dubai currently but we met in ireland nine years ago i guess and we were flatmates for two years as well and we always had amazing conversations with a a, a glass and sometimes even more a wine and we were always going deep into our struggles and even the the good things that happened to us so we had these kind of I think we had weekly these conversations and I quite missed them because we could always just go there without feeling ashamed or embarrassed to talk about stuff so I I really like to talk to Sabina all the time so that's why I thought I invite her to talk about her journey as well because she's really an amazing and inspirational person so welcome Sabina it's so good to have you thank you hello hi guys uh, thank you Erica for the for the invitation first of all it's a um I uh, really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I live in Dubai. I'm currently in Dubai uh, in the last five years. And um, I was really happy when Erica told me uh, she would like to do this podcast or interview, whatever is that, because um, I'm also a coach, a health coach and personal trainer. And um, on the side, I'm, I'm also doing fencing for kids. That's my that's my special uh, sport. Basically, since I was young, I was doing fencing. So yeah, for me, it's always um, really important to give motivation to people as well and give something back to the future generations and people who are struggling with the same things in their um, in their life. Um, hopefully, can learn a little bit and get some motivation from from our conversation today. Yeah, I really like that, and that's why I thought that it can be a really something that people, if they listen, they can see that we are unique and we handle things differently. But we are all going through some things, and like I just want to give proof that you can overcome things and change your life, basically. So, yeah, that's why I thought uh, I will start these kind of conversations. And as uh, I know a lot about you and your life, and you did the same, so you changed your own life. And I'm, I'm sure you're pretty happy where with where you are right now. Of course. Um... I mean, I, I truly believe you should always celebrate a little bit when you achieve a goal or a few goals. But like, I'm not the kind of person who stops. Like, I always aim for more and always set new goals. Um, so that's how I keep going because uh, keeping up the motivation for me in training, in life, it's, it's just really important because no matter how much we love something, we sometimes we still can get bored uh, <laughs> if we achieve something and like it becomes the everyday routine. It's a funny story, like when I came to Dubai and um, 
um, compared to Dublin. It, I used to live in Dublin, by the way, also for seven years. That's how we, we know each other. Um, yeah, like Dubai seemed very this uh, unknown city, very huge, very international, and like so many times bigger than Dublin. So I was a little bit scared and everything was new and scary and huge. So I, uh, it was a challenge for sure. And then I just, I just truly believe I, I wanna, I'm gonna get to the point when like this is gonna be like normal. <laughs> and I did. So uh, this happens with everything. You buy a new car first few days, it's like, oh, what is this? It's so weird. And like, you're so happy, but like you drive it for like, two years and then you are just like it's, it's normal right you can get used to everything in yeah. life especially the good things <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah for sure yeah you can get used to everything the good or the bad as well and like anything seems like scary in the beginning um eventually gonna become boring <laughs> if, yeah. you, if you do it long enough right yeah so yeah um, so I just wanted to back to fencing because it's not like a very common sport, I think. Like if we talk about sports, it's not in the top three that comes up because maybe it's swimming or like running or I don't know. So um, when did you start and did you have like a dream that you will be like doing competitions or it was just like something to do in your free time? Yeah, fencing is definitely one of the biggest part of my journey, of my career, part of my career as well, part of my life and everything. So I started fencing when I was 10, uh, which happened, um, like long story short, my coach walked into um, my classroom and started to talk about fencing, advertising it. And um, I just didn't have any sport after school activity and that, uh, in that moment. Uh, so I thought it would be a good idea to go and try. And pretty much the community, the coaches, like really got me there and like kept me there because I, I from that moment, I loved to go to every single training sessions. And um, we also were like, few friends from the class same classroom who who tried it all together and that motivated me because I don't think I would have gone by myself and like I, I barely knew about the sport I I just also saw it on the Olympics a few times that time when I was nine um, and I was like oh that's interesting like basically people in a white gear and black mask you can't really see their face they just fighting with each other so that's all what I knew about the sport back in Hungary it's like fencing has quite a history because we have like great athletes uh who won olympics and world championships so was that a motivational force for you to see all those people as well to go for it and and be there on these competitions yeah, definitely. As soon as I got into the sport, I, I did my research. I heard about the athletes who were Olympic athletes or like even Olympic medalists. And um, I researched about their journey and stuff. So like that motivated me also like, oh, that's maybe not an unrealistic goal to get there one day. So like as every 
every athlete um, with a little talent I taught home after a, after a year or so, like, or maybe one day I could be there. And, and like, of course, my goal was I wanted to be an Olympic athlete and wanted to be an Olympic champion. But, um, but as everything, like, you need to get there. And the journey is way longer. So I just always set like smaller goals from the beginning so um yeah i wanted to make it to the national team i wanted to make it to the european champion and each world cup i was going to because you know just set a goal like oh one day i'm going to be olympic champion and no matter what um you kind of just go flow into the the competition journey um i never made it to the olympic team and uh Yes, sadly, I had to stop um, my professional athlete career a little bit early, too early. Um, but I think I tried everything what I could that time. And um, compared to my circumstances and stuff, um, my family and everything, like I, I think I did my best where I got. So I'm, I'm not unhappy about it. Sometimes, yeah, it's a little bit like a sour um, taste in my mm. in my mouth when I think what if of course but I think everybody has a different journey and there is a reason I I had to be here today and not somewhere else I guess yeah yeah and that's like I think it's a strength to know this and accept this that like okay I did everything I could it didn't happen but now I am doing this I can still have it in my life and teach it to the future generations and to see in their eyes that they are excited to go for the training and they like that uh, that you were teaching them. So I think that's another side of it, like accepting that this is the reality and not be disappointed about it. Exactly. Yeah, because... I think it's really important like it's everywhere in the media these days like oh visualize and like like put a poster on your fridge and like it's gonna happen one day if you really really focusing and thinking about it but I think it's a bit more difficult than that being an athlete and especially a full-time athlete and just like put your life um, for that is is sometimes it's a lot of sacrificing so so yeah like there is pros and cons uh, yeah every athlete would want to be uh, once on the top but yeah it's also the circumstances what gets you there if you think back what were like the biggest challenges in your life like let's go globally now uh your life i know that like moving you moved like two times, like because you moved from Hungary to Ireland and from Ireland to Dubai. How do you think about those now? So definitely was the first move I did to Dublin was really, really challenging for me because I was too young to decide what I want to do with my life let's say after high school and I didn't go to uni and I decided maybe try abroad uh, a better life my family got into a really hard and financial uh, in a financial crisis we had to sell our house and um, I felt really unstable um, 
and my parents couldn't really support it because it's very expensive like traveling to competitions every weekend abroad and then study on university at the same time so I I wanted to have a quick break for a year and and start to work uh, so that's how I got to Ireland and my sister was there supporting me um, but it was a heartbreak in the same time because I left uh, a home country um, where I was already building up something. I was already known in my city. People knew my name. People knew I'm, I was fencing. I was part of the national team. Like the best coaches uh, knew my name. Um, yeah, I left all these to going to a new place where no one knew me. I didn't really speak English. Mm. And I barely understood people. And from all of a sudden, I was just someone who just walked into a new country and um, started a new life completely from scratch as a, as a really young person. So it was very, very emotionally challenging the first year. And um, like the hardest part was, as I said, the, the not knowing the language and uh, I worked a lot, so I tried to take every single job I had uh, uh, for like worked sometimes 14 hours a day um, from morning to evening. At that time, I could not even imagine like I training in the morning or the evening. Like I was mm -hmm. simply exhausted from working. Mm -hmm. So I kind of lost the athlete image mm -hmm. and got into like just like an everyday normal person um so but I, I kept working hard I learned the language and and decided to go to school in Ireland and and slowly uh I I got back into fencing as well because I had uh, had the um, um, I was brave enough to go there and actually like finally talk to people and I had my confidence back because I was speaking English and go to school and, and, and that's, that's when I realized, okay, I had to start from scratch, but I can build this up again, just the same way as I built it up when I was a beginner as a fencer, like I didn't know how to how to fence, but I learned it from scratch and then I got somewhere. So it's sometimes a long journey and sometimes you all need to start it all over, but it's always possible. Anything is possible. Yeah. And what I know about you and uh, that like you always consciously, yeah, like you knew what you want to do and what you want to achieve and you were consciously working towards getting there. Like while we were flatmates, that when I think it was your almost like your turning point when you started to get back to like being a personal trainer, getting back to fencing, going to some competitions. And then I think a year later was when you moved to Dubai, I guess. So you lived with your sister and then you moved to Dubai. Yeah, so basically I, I had a long journey going back to my uh, being an athlete, going back to actually considering to be a coach and a personal trainer as well. Um, and that time, like my personal life was completely on hold. So 
um, yeah, my personal life was a little bit in like bits and pieces. So I, I, I kind of kept the strength going from, from that with the sport again, that gave me all the energy to get up every day and then go and I just didn't care about anything else. Luckily that time I was really young, so I still had energy. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, of course, our body is like, yeah, so so much resilient when we are in our early twenties. Um, so yeah, like that was tough sometimes. Sometimes it was finishing work and um, trying to um, trying to catch the training session and. Uh, and pulling the heavy bag behind me with the fencing tools, with the fencing equipment. And um, as you know, it's raining a lot in Ireland. So sometimes I was soaking wet and I had to walk like another two kilometers um, till the train station. So it was tough. It was not easy. But like when I had my goal in my head, I just, all, all I focused on is just I need to need to get there and, and do it and and yeah and if you think about it what were your strengths to like just pull through these if you can name like two three of your strengths I would say resilience is one of the biggest like uh, when it gets hard I actually don't quit I actually keep going um fail uh, learn and getting back up again to the to the horse and and no matter if it's that time hurting a bit but just get back stronger after after losing or failure um, it wasn't like a smooth journey there were lots of challenges uh, in that so so yeah um, and I had my good friend Erica who when I was morning about my personal life or loneliness she always listened to me and uh, she was amazing because sometimes just to tell to a friend how hard it is and you barely you don't really have any more energy but she's there and she's helping you supporting you that's that's a really big thing so yeah I think it's um it's important to have our own uh, strength and motivation and goals but also sometimes you need to be surrounded with people who actually keeps the keeps the energy in you and and then when you are about to uh, fail or something they they catch you and they like no 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 you can do this and just keep going because you have those moment, moments when you're like fuck it I, I can't do this anymore I'm tired but then you need to have people and coaches or friends around you, like remind you why you're doing this. And I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's like right back at you. You were there for me too. We were, we had, we were, we had times where we were mourning at each other and nothing else. <laughs> but like, yeah. that's how we survive. <laughs> like when we are surrounded with, with friends and we get support from people, um, that's that's how we keep going absolutely um yeah i i really think that it's important to have the right people around you because no matter how strong you are if you have people around you constantly pushing down 
yeah. uh, your thoughts and your dreams and your goals and they uh, they say oh no it's stupid you can't do it like come on just like get a normal job whatever that's it's really difficult to to not listen and and especially these people are our closest uh, people like family or friends so I went through all of these like I had my aunt daughters like friends family whatever but I always always knew what I'm doing and like I always had the vision and like I, I guess it's a good thing to be stubborn sometimes and not listen and I guess these people want you the best they just um they just don't want you to fail badly or they just like they are just scared like something happens to you but but they don't know your own strength. They they talking about their own fears and their own doubts. That's not yours. That's theirs. So it's good to listen for advice, I think. But uh, if you really feel it deep inside in your gut, then you should go for it because no one else can tell you what to do because that's your own life, and you are the the driver of your of your own, own life. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree with all she said. And like many times, these people who are telling us like, oh, you can do it. Like, are you stupid? What you think? Like, you know, like they are coming from their own limiting beliefs as well. Like, of course, we have as well. I know I have these beliefs because sometimes they are like, you can do it. Like, you're, you're not good enough, you know? And I have these as well. But like, I, I learned how to like, tell them to shut the fuck up basically but like we have to learn this so if we would talk like two years ago I wouldn't be so like sure about all these things so now I learned and I learned recently many things about my own limiting beliefs and for sure when people tell you uh, that you can do it or you're not good enough then uh, yeah, they, they, it's coming from their own limiting beliefs because they think they can do it. They are not good enough. But if you know, like deep down that you're, of course you can do it because you you are strong enough and resilient and you're just gonna go for it. And if one way is not working, you try another one, then there you go. They, they may be one the best for you, but they are coming from and their own experiences, I guess. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And just, um, I get angry sometimes because uh, it's always happened people giving you what to do is a whole, those people who are actually never walked that journey. Yeah. So they never got there. They never been there. They don't know. But they they are the one who giving you the advice to don't do this, don't do that. But if you really look at it, um, if you talk to really successful people, they will never tell you like, oh, that's stupid don't do that or yeah. maybe they give you like very uh, kind advice like this happened to me when I walked this journey and uh, maybe you should be careful with that because they have the experience but they would never say like oh you can't do it because they walked the journey so they they know already it's hard they know already they, there are going to be obstacles and you need to walk through them but 
yeah so so you just need to be these are like people are not necessarily want bad for you but you just need to be really careful how you select those advices and who to listen to um like i was in a competition in a fencing competition and i um i never asked my family what to do i i've turned to my coach and i listened to him because i know what I, he knows what what i'm doing but like like i couldn't like okay my dad could say or my mom could say like oh come on just go 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 uh, but like they didn't know what i was doing so and they didn't know how to win that match but my coach was the expert who knew that so i think coming to this point to the coaching sometimes people like really struggles to to like ask for professional help and uh, professional help and they want to go to their family members like we we're gonna search on internet to find some answers but they they're afraid to like oh what if what people are gonna think i have a life coach or what people like oh there is so many free workouts on youtube i could just choose one why would i pay for a professional um well if every single athlete would think about, like that no one really uh, may would made it into the olympics because you need a professional team support behind in order to succeed and like successful people knows that um unsuccessful people not really because they not don't even get to the point to admit they need help yeah so um as a coach i think we both know that there are people who are willing to work with us and there are people who will never going to ask for our help or support or advice yeah. um yeah because i think that's uh, also a big strength sign of strength in someone if they admit okay i might need help in this I might be doing something wrong myself and it's not the circumstances so you can easily fall into this comforting thoughts like oh it's nothing wrong with me I sh- I don't need coaching I don't need advice I I I'm really no I really know what to do but let's be honest no one really knows what we are doing <laughs> so everybody <laughs> yeah. needs some uh, need some external feedback like i ask for feedback all the time yeah i ask my partner i ask my um coaches i be discussing and um from to the day now like i still call my coach time to time on the phone and ask him uh for for feedback and advice yeah you can learn a lot from the feedback if it's that feedback is a bit negative it's important to not take it as an insult but as like an opportunity for growing and learning as well as an athlete you should always uh, and as a coach as well and no matter how big knowledge someone has um yeah just uh, just always be open to learn and and listen I think that's that's really really important. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It's very important. And like just to touch back on that what we were talking about lots of people still like, "Ooh, coach, oh, psychologist. Oh my god, I'm not crazy." 
So like, I think that's behind those things. It's just like, there is shame and embarrassment and we still don't talk about it. And yeah. like, even with friends as well, sometimes even doesn't matter how good that friend is sometimes you don't share stuff because you're too embarrassed or or you feel shame about it and I had a client as well and she told me that oh my god I'm talking about things to you that I'm not even telling my friends and you're basically a stranger and I think sometimes it's easier us to tell things to a stranger because they are not judging the way maybe our friends will or our friends can tell like oh that's okay it's gonna be better like they have good attention uh intention but it's still you are in that situation and it's not good for you so it's just maybe you just need a space where you can just talk and you don't even want an answer you just want to like get the things out from your system and you don't want their opinion their advice nothing just have an ear yeah like I, I absolutely agree like there is uh I think there is a book or something about like the call like everybody's lying or somebody mm -hmm. like wrote this so, uh mm -hmm. it's basically about like people sharing their life on Facebook there is a mm -hmm. really happy selfie and then they going back home put it in Google search like oh why my marriage is failing or yeah. like uh, <laughs> Like sometimes it's really like very funny those like big differences between the social media picture and the comments they putting in Google for search. And um, someone told that, yeah, it's actually a better indication of how happy is your life if your Google um, searches matching with your social media profile <laughs> or similar, right? Um, because yeah, like we we embarrassed to talk about our struggles and we embarrassed like to to ask for help most of the time, and um, it's still a big shame going around like mm. oh I, I I always like I had therapists for like since I was sixteen but like I had first my uh, my coach brought me to a sports psychologist because. Mm my performance wasn't matching with my, uh, on, on the training and on the competition mm -hmm. that it was like 180 completely. I froze down on a competition and it wasn't anything to do with my training because mm -hmm. my training was amazing. I was like a beast. Um, and then when it's competition came, like something just clicked in my mind. So we asked for help and that's when I got really into this whole, uh, psychology and um, the sports psychology part uh, I got really interested and since that like I kept uh, contact with my coach with my therapist like in the last eight ten years mm -hmm. and time to time when I struggled I, I made a call with her or went visited her when I went back to Hungary mm -hmm. um, because yeah, sometimes I was always in a doubt, also in a doubt, and I, like I didn't want to share with friends or family because I knew they're gonna say something like which not necessarily supports my decision uh, towards the best. Like they, they, they emotionally involved, so they might again say something from their fears or from their own doubts, and that's not matching the reality while a coach or um, a therapist is barely give you advice 
um, is, is not going to tell you and not allowed to tell you to like, I think you should do this. Um, like they kind of guiding you as you're talking about uh, your struggles, like to find your own answers. And, yeah. and we do have our answers deep inside us, but just someone needs like to get you there. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a big uh, misunderstanding. Like I've been called in um, names as well from my family because I, I went, I paid for therapy, I paid for coaching, whatever. And um, I think hopefully this is going to change very soon. And it's already changing. Like people more of, uh, open about their mental health, open about their struggles, even on social media. But there are still people who would never admit there is something wrong and they're just fighting um, within themselves with things. And, and that's, I think that's, um, it's not healthy because when we get sick, it's because we get sick because something deep inside is, is not matching with our um, mental health. So like the body and the mind is really, really connected, so connected. Um, and I learned that through sports as well. Um, so when we get sick, it's, it's not always just physical. It's not always just mental. It's like the body and the mind is so connected. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. And like, this is the thing about coaching and like compared to friendship, like we provide this space that is totally safe and no judgmental, like if somebody says something, it stays in the room, basically, it's totally confidential. And I think that's very important to like, tell that to people. So if you tell me something, I'm not gonna tell it to anybody, unless it's like, gonna cause like to harm to you or somebody else. But like, it stays there. And we are asking questions, basically, and we are not giving advice, like, rarely like we can say like oh you know I tried this and it really helped me I don't know what you think about it maybe you can try and tell me what you think so like but you're not saying that you absolutely you just should try this there are methods as well and you use methods as well to or with your clients so they're like okay here is like step by step this is how it works and try it if it's not working we can try something else so I think the amount of opportunities that we can try is almost like um and limitless so it's it's just yeah I think we should advertise this more and it's like it's no shame about talking these things and it's and hard because we have these limiting beliefs that are like holding us back to talk about things because what other people will think like mm, but yeah I, I think it's the especially people from a small city small village like tend to think more about that because yeah everybody's busy talking about the other person life uh, that's a typical community yeah. <laughs> um, thing uh, <laughs> so like you're always worried like what people are gonna say like and gossip is always going to be there so like you can't influence how people feel about you and and think about you you can you could be doing everything absolutely right 
but there are still going to be people who are going to say like your shit like this just their feelings uh, towards you or you might intimidate them they might be jealous of you but they're not against you they just kind of like envy you for something and that's their own demons right so being your true self is sometimes really really intimidating because you will get so many so much negatives if you if you really stand beside something and um, and so many people not gonna like it what you say especially if you if you kind of like show them the the truth if mm -hmm. you if they realize oh, oh wait a second like i was blaming everybody else around me for how how much i'm a victim and now she's like telling me to like, I should work on this and that, or mm -hmm. like not telling, but like trying to point it out, like, yeah. oh, let's look at what you are doing. And then they denying it. No, 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 I'm not doing anything wrong. I showed up as a perfect person on a date. Um, I was perfect. I didn't, that guy was stupid, you know? So like, there are gonna be people like that. And then this takes them a long time to, to admit, um, Oh, maybe the tenth um, time I did like the same thing happened to me. Maybe it's actually something to do with me, not with other people, right? You know, like lots of these influencers do like just people pleasing, but people pleasing is coming from like a belief they have that I uh, I will be loved if I will do everything for everyone. So that's a massive limiting belief that you can be only loved if like you do everything for everyone. Um, but like, thankfully we can choose who we follow. <laughs> so, so we can surround ourselves with people who are like actually living their true self and the best version of themselves. So um, yeah, I think it's it's that's a good option that you can unfollow people who are like, Wait a minute, Mark, like yesterday she said that and yeah. today she's saying this and like now tomorrow will she will say something else or he, whatever. Um, so like what's going on? Always taking the, the, for the current uh, trends or whatever. I see this a lot, for example, in a fitness world, like um, girls nowadays teaching I want to get uh, to this point. The body, uh, body posi uh, positivity is, is huge now, which is great. Like I, I, I'm not against it, but just for me, a little bit um, is kind of not matching with like these. These are usually those girls who've been like fitness models. Mm -hmm. So they went to the stage um, and like starved themselves basically to have the best appearance possible with their body. And um, they realized, okay, that's not really um, achievable in the long term and they might gain lots of weight afterwards. And mm -hmm. then uh, they still they're still very fit and they look great but now they're teaching this all this body body positivity thing and um, I just I just think sometimes it's wrong uh, because like sometimes they they're showing things on their body which is a normal person wouldn't even think about that's mm -hmm. uh, 
that's a that's a faulty thing like they mm-hmm. they notice like some girls has a really good body and they just like oh when i sit down i have rolls too and then fuck off you don't even know how to be fat like have mm. you been fat and had proper roles because these mm. roles are not roles you know mm-hmm. and yeah. they they teaching this to people and like oh i have cellulite too and yeah but um i i never thought cellulite is a wrong thing like i never really checked my cellulite in the mirror mm. let's say I, I don't care because i i think it's not something big i should pinpoint you know on a female body um but um, yeah, that there are so many like bigger things in life. You you need to deal with and accept it. Yeah. Way bigger than like oh, I had just one eyebrow a little bit longer than the other. You know, mm-hmm. like these are so small things compared to what could happen to you in life. Uh, people lose um, like. So, so many bad things could happen to your appearance and people mm. get through it. Now, that's body positivity. And someone has a really bad accident exactly. and they, they manage to work through or... Yeah. I, don't, I, I think that's amazing. That's something above our, our like strengths or whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know what you think about that. I just... Um, mm. I just shared my share my thoughts with like the whole social media thing. I think it's like you can be whatever weight or you can be overweight and start to work and you start to look better. But first you have to be right here and happy with yourself here because then you can do everything. You can be thin as an ironing board you won't be satisfied. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, uh, so true. Like, I've been in my life in so many different shapes and uh, I just think it's really comes in, in our mind. Like, it's so relative. What is a healthy, happy body? Like, some women prefer curves, some women prefer to be skinny. And I think we shouldn't ashamed that, like, to coaches and fitness people tend to like yeah how you to grow your glutes and do this do that maybe somebody is happy with a flat butt and that's cool yeah. you know yeah. that's okay that's absolutely fine you do it she doesn't want to grow their glute uh, her glutes she like preferred to run marathons and yeah. let her do it like that's not your life like no one is in the place to tell me like oh you shouldn't be a fencer because you can't really see how amazing your body is. You should be a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. but I don't want to be a bodybuilder. It's yeah. not my, even if I have the best potential, I don't want to be. And then you should respect that always. So I, I think as a coach, we're not in a position to force people mm-hmm. to do something for sure. Yeah. Um, we just here support yeah yeah support and uh accountability yeah i think that's that's very good could we go back for a second and like tell me if you don't really want to talk about that but 
it was so like I'm very curious about this. You said that when you were fencing and on the trainings you were really like a beast, but at the competition something clicked, and you were talking with your therapist about that. Um, do you know today what was it that what why you had that click on the competitions? Was uh, that you like took limiting belief or or like some fears or or what was it? Um, absolutely, yeah, limiting beliefs. Like I just experienced that um, so much in my training when I have a bad day mentally. Mm -hmm. My physical strength, my physical performance, like changes. 100% like mm. like I'm like a different person it's the same leg it's the mm -hmm. same muscle strength I built over the years but simply just because that day I have limiting belief that strength is not there like or or I can't do the same action in fencing and I constantly lose because it's just I have so much fear so like the the brain is that like powerful it can block you so mm -hmm. I remember when I was fencing it's even more powerful in fencing because you have to be kind of like going forward and be aggressive in neighbor yeah. fencing so like I remember I when I stood up on the piece we call it um, basically where we fencing and you face your opponent um yeah. And I just kind of had this limiting belief about my opponent that she's better than me. Mm -hmm. And I, I already felt my body was shaking. I already felt my, I was, I had fear and I knew I gonna lose because mm -hmm. I didn't do it up on the piece like, oh my God, I gonna eat her for breakfast, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and when I had that, when I felt that strength, that power, like I was really, really energized. Mm -hmm. I, I was like a beast but when I had those thoughts straight away, mm -hmm. like my body language everything shows that I'm a different person mm -hmm. so that's how powerful is the mind especially in combat sports but that's in life in everything if I walk to an interview that oh my god I'm gonna smash it I'm gonna be so confident I don't care what I don't care what those people think I think I'm gonna be confident no matter what you you're gonna tell that with your body right yeah but if you like oh my god i'm not good enough like they're gonna see me i'm like so unexperienced you're gonna be shaking and all of a sudden the person yeah. sitting in front of you gonna gonna think the same like oh my god this person is really really nervous like yeah. and they're gonna have doubts yeah about you and it's like okay to be nervous like when you do things first <laughs> like I was nervous as well and you're my friend like before we started to talk but like that's how you get ready like you know like the more you practice the more ready you are basically and like practice makes better um so yeah I just think that these beliefs are like they're coming from or past mostly and they we don't need to let them define our future so we can work on them and I think being aware of our strengths can really help so you can be like okay I have this belief that I'm not gonna be good enough but like 
I, I know that I'm courageous. I can try new things. And if some is not working, I try another one. And like, I'm resilient. So I'm just gonna go. And if I fail, I will let myself feel that. But then I will go uh, towards my goal again or my dreams again i will stand up and just move forward i think it's a big power in uh, in keep trying and and uh, repetition like keep practicing something you know i don't believe in oh i'm not good in this and then like if you really really put the effort i'm 100 percent sure you can improve like the brain has the adaptation um, ability to adapt and anything basically yeah. uh, and you, you see all these people like doing so much extreme stuff like you see people like swimming on their eyes and holding their breath for minutes uh, long minutes and then you're like oh my god it's actually possible like they can do this and I then I can't do that like it's actually if you really logically think through like it's, it's these limiting beliefs that are just there to like demonize you but it's not you yeah 100% I, would, I just always can go back to to my athlete journey and 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 looking like how I go through each of these and um, yeah absolutely okay i'm aware of the time and sadly we will have to like uh come to the end of our conversation but i'd like to ask you what would you share like nuggets of wisdom or your biggest learning um with the audience um as a motivation or or, or what what do you mean uh, uh, both like what have what was your biggest learning from your journey let's say about yourself uh, basically if i really want to cut it like short and and powerful i would say just like keep going and keep trying and uh, go for it no matter what like that's that would be my driven words always just go for it um and then what like with um the, my favorite one and then what like oh if i if i gonna become last in a competition well i i i always had these thoughts oh my god what if i become last and then it's happened anyway i become last it's it's been on my journey a few times. and i was like well i am still here and i'm breathing and i survived uh, people were not pointing on me and laughing on me oh you actually placed last so hmm. sometimes when we like really catastrophize uh, in these situations like oh my god this is so bad i i i i really struggled with my speech sometimes we we think it's such a big deal but it's not like most of the time when you make speech People are already busy thinking about their own stuff. They they don't really focus on every single word you're saying. Let's be honest. But you you pinpoint one mistake you do because you move so much more um, uh, harsh on yourself than everybody else. So uh, usually these situations are not as bad as we think. But there's these these are the situation limits us because human psychology has this thing like you get like 
20 people supporting you. Oh, you were amazing. You were so good. And then one boss started like slides in like, ah, I actually was so bored at this was so shit. And then that one little comment or feedback could completely ruin your day. And from there, uh, the 20 or 100 other good feedback is just become completely insignificant. I don't know, like I, I, I experience this all the time as well with uh, people, like I can get so many good feedbacks and amazing people supporting me, but there is one person who pissed me off and like didn't like me. And then I kept keep thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Now I'm working on this right now to get over and, and not to give a shit when, when actually, uh, someone doesn't like me or, or someone my style is not, is not matching to someone or I or I can't make everybody to succeed let's be honest mm -hmm. um, and I think we should accept it and not trying to control everything yeah yeah and like that's the thing like uh we have this negative bias so we just focus more on negative things and it's because like if we see the four basic emotions like mad sad glad and oh my god what's the fourth one um can't remember now. <laughs> no, it's the fourth one is negative as well so that's like three main feelings what we have from the four are actually negative and only the glad is positive so that's why our mind is just so focused on negative things so if something happens to you some one bad thing on the day but hundreds of good things then you will only, only think yeah. about one bad thing but exactly. our brain is like a, a big muscle and it can be trained to like yeah, because your brain positive. is looking for what's wrong, not what's right. Your brain is always yeah. looking for danger, like, oh, this yeah. didn't go well, or like, how can it go wrong? Your brain is not designed to be like, make you happy. Your brain is designed to be, survive. make you safe, <laughs> right? To survive, exactly. So like, if your brain sees a threat in something that like I, I i remember i woke up of every single almost every single competition in the past like half of my half side of mine i was like shitting myself in my bed i should just go back to sleep i should just go sick i should just not turn up i was so scared i was like oh shit like it's so much pressure so much stress but in the same time like the i i got over it because i was like but if I tried everything, if I did my best, I'm gonna feel so good afterwards. And that feeling, I just made me addicted to keep showing up basically because I, the, the completion um, hormones and feeling in the body is so much stronger than those ones who limit us. It's just like the first step to get over those uh, limited thoughts is really, really hard. So that's why I say sometimes you need to be a little harsh with yourself and like, come on, get up, go. And no matter what, that's it. Yeah. And just jump. Yeah. 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 I love I loved those what you said, like to just um, summarize, like go for it, keep going and ask yourself if something happens, then what? You're going to be the same person. You can only improve and then what so i just really like it um and I, I love the way you like connected these things and like oh then what yeah i like it yeah <laughs> just go, keep going no matter what and then what yeah yeah mm -hmm.
thank you so much for being here and sharing your journey. And I just want to tell that I hope who listens and finds you and decides to work with you, they you should know that you're such an inspirational, motivational person and like a good listener. And I think from this conversation, everybody can hear and see like you went through all these things and you grew and learned and you're always learning and you always know what you want and you just go for it because then what exactly and i want to say some words as well like guys if you thinking about getting erica as a coach like i 100 can recommend her because she's such a good listener she's a very patient person and she went through so much um like you can't even imagine like she had struggles in her life she had lost she had losses in her life like like i i don't think i would have the same strength as like like these things happened to me like didn't happen to me luckily i was so um but yeah we all have different struggles and yeah just yeah i, I can highly recommend her because she's uh, she's amazing and and i saw her evolving through this journey as well and um, I, I i can just say well done and and I'm always so happy when I when I see that with people. Thank you. Now you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> I love you, and I miss you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, and like it's right back at you. I think uh, what we can say that both of us really know what we want and we go for it, and we learned a lot. So we're just not talking bullshit. We have experience. We learn. We we share because we want other people to experience that as well because that's amazing when you just open up and start to go for the things what you want i yeah. think just an like amazing let's let's be sure like life is too uh yeah life is too short to like stay between your limits right you should you should push that limit outside of your comfort zone yeah 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 oh that's what the that was a uh, good and like push it out of your comfort zone thank you so much again i'm so grateful that you were here amazing i hope, I hope to talk to you soon people are gonna find it helpful all right thank you yeah. so much thank you